they allowed Trump to relitigate the logistics, the anomalies of the 2020 election in a courtroom. It's already happening in the court of public opinion. And a lot of people are going back in time and remembering what happened that night in Georgia for a little refresher, which I think this is going to hit a little bit differently today. This was CBS News the night of the election. I want you to notice in this video clip where Trump was at with the results in Georgia right before that infamous water main pipe breaking incident that apparently never happened but did. Here was CBS's news coverage of that in the moment, clip six. We've also got some breaking news right now, so we want to check in with CBS's Mark Strassman. He is in Georgia, where they're having a big problem counting some of the votes. Mark? Nora, this is a, uh, an election return watch party uh, here on the edge of Atlanta. These are mostly excited Democrats because when's the last time Georgia thought of itself as a battleground state? After a record early returns and, a, and essentially a day of problem-free voting, there is now a hitch in the tabulation of votes. I'm standing in Fulton County. Fulton County includes a chunk of Atlanta. Downtown Atlanta is State Farm Arena where the Atlanta Hawks play. They are tabulating the absentee ballots of Fulton County, Georgia's most populous county, a water pipe has broken inside the arena. Trump at 56.3 percent, folks. 56. We're told by election officials they may not finish tabulating those votes for a day or two. So depending oh. how close the rest of the state is, we may not know the result of this critical battleground state for another day or two. That is because, again, a water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena is where they were counting the absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county. And now the tabulation has stopped. Whoa. Big development here. But Mark, wow. do you know how many how many ballots we're talking about? What that means? We don't know. We, we've we've asked that question, Gail, and we haven't got an answer for that yet. We, we know that there were eighty six thousand, but apparently it's a very labor intensive process. There and it is. Trump fifty six percent in Georgia. Okay, so so and the story, of course, goes on. The the water main burst. Did it happen? Did it not happen? Oh, the counting stations were closed. But then there's security tape of. Poll workers pulling gigantic box loads of ballots and loading them into the machines when apparently they weren't supposed to be counted. So Brianna Morello joins me now, and she has dealt with this issue, boots on the ground in Georgia. And, and you recently responded, Brianna, to Brian Kemp claiming, hey, the 2020 election in Georgia was all above board. You were in his office. You had box loads of evidence claiming otherwise that you have uploaded those to your Twitter account again today. What happened in Brian Kemp's office and, and why are you calling Brian Kemp out for these claims? Wow. Uh, that was a great segment on InfoWars with Owen Schroyer. Love mm -hmm. Owen. We were Me with too. Owen last weekend yep. in, in Austin. Great guy. Um, always on the, the cutting edge of it. He had on our special guest. We do a weekly segment every single week with former Fox News producer, Newsmax producer, Major League Baseball, the current producer of uh, The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson with 138,000 uh, Twitter followers and one Woo! that went viral this week, uh, taking out uh, some of the, the 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 fake news in the air mm -hmm. in the state of Georgia. The one, the only, Brianna Morello. What a great introduction, David Spacey. Always a pleasure. Wow. Wow, this is a big week, Brianna. The night the lights went out in Georgia. Yeah, fill us yeah. in on this whole Brian Kemp thing. 
Yeah. So uh, obviously he did a great job. Owen did a great job bringing everyone up to speed. If you, if you if you forgot about something, he did a great job detailing it. But here was the issue, right? On uh, on election night, obviously they said that a pipeline a pipe broke, and they had to do all the the, the counting, and, and they had it all of a sudden. Uh, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it that night, and it became very suspicious. Obviously, the rest of us know Trump lost his lead, and and everyone was wait, like hold on a second, mm-hmm. this all happened. Like how did this happen? And everyone had all these questions to ask. And everyone between Kemp, between the Secretary of State, everyone just pretended like nothing happened in Georgia. Um, so at the time, it was Emerald and I and Mike Lindell. We had all gone to Georgia. This was on February uh, 18th of 2022. We all went to Georgia together because we learned that a group of Georgia citizens were going to go to the Capitol and drop 40,000 signed sworn affidavits. And they were all just going to it was all like alleged uh, election fraud or, or issues that people had on election day. So these individuals that you're seeing here in this video are all just regular Georgia citizens. They're not a part of some some big uh, nonprofit group. Uh, they were concerned. They gathered all the evidence that they needed and they brought it directly to Brian Kemp's office. Brian Kemp's staff sat there and smirked and thought it was funny. But as you could see, these are legitimate documents. They were handing them over to their office. I asked a member of Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp's staff, uh, who from the legal team can come out and just claim these real quick. They brought somebody out. Uh, I exchanged business information with these, with these individuals. And for over a year and a half, we haven't heard anything back from Kemp's office. So there's 40,000 tips were dropped off at his office. Now, fast forward, we know that earlier this week, Donald Trump and uh, 17 other co-conspirators, as they call them, but defendants, are now being charged by the Fulton County DA's office. All they wanted were tips like this to be investigated, and the state of Georgia intentionally ignored them. Um, so Brian Kemp put out this insane tweet, pretty much just saying that there's been no valid election fraud allegations brought forward. We know that's not true because I have the video to prove it. Those boxes were filled with affidavits. And can you um, explain, Brianna, like what an affidavit is? I mean, that that's a sworn testimony, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's a statement pretty much of like what they're detailing, what their allegations are. And um, if, if they're caught lying, they can be held criminally liable. So these there's a lot behind this. This isn't just a bunch of people who, who really supported Trump got together and wrote a whole bunch of like little letters. Um, this this is a legal thing now. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been following up with Brian Kemp's office, the individual who I literally went up to and I asked for his business card. I've been emailing him, texting him and calling, and nobody wants to answer. My only question is this, right? You could sit there and say all you want that um, that you don't have any signs of election fraud. Okay, that's great. But how many of those 40,000 tips that were dropped off at your office did you actually go and investigate? And if you didn't investigate mm-hmm. it, who did you forward it to? Because it's obviously Board of, uh, board of Election. There's, there's different entities, the Secretary of State, that you would push those on to. Who did you send them to? I've been asking Brian Kemp's office for quite some time now to give us the, the, that critical information, and they won't respond. Um, so th- this that's Holly Kessler. She was one of the people who helped organize all of this. She brought those boxes to his office, and, and they're sitting here and still saying that that didn't happen. It happened. We, we, we all witnessed it. I don't think anybody wants to be a part of a government that can't be questioned. I don't think anybody yeah. wants to be a part of a government mm-hmm. that, that uh, when you point out fraud you point out a question you you uh you know crime stoppers i i spotted a crime if you question it 
if they come after you mm-hmm. for questioning yeah. the crime. I don't think anybody wants to be in a place like that. And then even within our branches of government, with the FBI, you've got a tweet that talks about um, uh, this week, the FBI and Georgia lawmakers received tips regarding election fraud and refused to look into it. I spoke with an FBI agent that was fired for asking to look into it. Now they're prosecuting anyone that demanded that they look into it. These are the facts that are being dismissed as conspiracy theories. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know for a fact that the FBI received tips regarding election fraud and uh, the higher ups at the FBI refused to investigate them. Um, and, And it's not just after I sent out that tweet, my phone was was lighting up with people who are either current FBI agents or who have some background in telling all of this, telling me that, yes, it is true. And they also don't think it was just one FBI agent, like how I cited. They think it might have been multiple agents who were let go because uh, they weren't happy that the FBI had designated all their resources to investigate January 6th when there were legitimate election fraud claims being submitted to the FBI. Um, and, and we know that they didn't look into it. And we've also heard that, you know, Attorney General Bill Barr also played a role in shutting these things down as well. Mm-hmm. Um but then you fast forward to we ask Brian Kemp, hey, where did you go with these 40,000 tips? And they don't want to answer any of it. They don't want to be on the record. I mean, I think, listen, if you're one of the 18 defendants now who are being uh, dragged to Fulton County to have to go face these criminal charges, at this point, you have to go and you have to call Brian Kemp to the stand because he needs to answer these questions. He needs to answer what happened to those 40,000 tips. You also need to ask Bill Barr to come to the stand or tell him to come to the stand because you can't ask that man. Tell him to come to the stand because yeah. he used to also say, you at the DOJ were given all of these these tips. What did you do with them? Did you investigate them? Did you order the FBI to investigate them? Did you sit there and block the investigations? Because we're hearing from a lot of people that he did. Um, it's extremely frustrating, right? So we sit here and go back and forth, the whole Dominion issue, the voting systems issue. But when people go in Georgia to vote in person, and they're told you've already voted, we've already processed your absentee ballot, and they say, I haven't submitted an absentee ballot. We should be wondering who requested the absentee ballot and who submitted it on their behalf. Um, There's a lot of issues here, and and nobody in Georgia really wants to hold it accountable. Um, They're just hoping this all goes away, but it's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, Accountability will come. You can't sit here and keep trying to toss this under the rug. You can silence all of us. You can try to prosecute as many of us as possible, Um, but we're all just going to keep pushing and keep pushing through this because Something happened in Georgia, and the cover-up is is just as criminal as what mm-hmm. happened that day. It stinks. So what what's the flow of this right now? Because you're you're up to your eyeballs in this every day. You and Emerald are always at the mm-hmm. front edge, like about a few days ahead of everyone else. Always talking about these cases. What's going to be happening upcoming? You know, with the cases, it it, it seems to me, and you can clarify this. In the past, it was just talked about, but nothing really happened in a courtroom. If they're going to do this to President Trump and he has to defend himself, then all of this is going to get uh, explored mm-hmm. in front of the public More eye in a, in a courtroom. Is that correct? Yeah. In a, in so- a way that never has been before. It has never really been investigated. Mm-hmm. And is this going to be, uh, does this change the game? Well, from my understanding, I know there are a lot of people on the defense side who are looking into why these these claims were never investigated in the first place. Um, so we don't know how that's going to play out through their criminal trials. We do know, though, there is a state senator in Georgia now who is calling for an emergency session, potentially looking to impeach the Fulton County DA's office um, for the district attorney for, for what she's doing, because obviously it's politically motivated. 
So um, that we're going to learn more about next week. We don't know if he's gotten all those signatures that he needs or he has the, the support that he needs yet to do so. I know uh, Governor Kemp came out on Friday and said that he doesn't have the support so far and he hasn't counted enough votes. Um, but it's not about that. It, it, it seems to me that Brian Kemp is trying to block this and be the Republican face to say, oh, this didn't happen here in Georgia. And he's putting himself out there uh, very aggressively, I would yeah. say. Very suspiciously. Suspicious. Yeah, what does he have to win by doing that? What is what do they have against him? I mean, this is this yeah. is my question, because only somebody who um has something against him would act in this kind of manner. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the Intel community obviously is a backer of Joe Biden. And we know that the cover up that they've done has been very extensive. So maybe they have something on Brian Kemp. I mean, that could be yeah. considered a conspiracy theory. But honestly, at this point in the game, we know how far the Intel community went to protect Joe Biden. Now they have to go and protect their tracks and what mm-hmm. they did to get him into the White House. I mean, he but, wasn't elected by the people of the United States. He was elected by the, the Intel community at this point mm-hmm. when they're sitting here burying the, the, the laptop, burying all the reports regarding. I mean, we saw they had 51 Intel commu- um, officials sign off on a letter that was not true and no one is being held accountable. Yeah. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where this is going to go. We've spoken to a lot of great legal minds and, and they don't know quite yet. Um, but, you know, the president has has a great defense. But the problem is, is it, it's Fulton County. Are you really going to get your hands on a non-biased jury? Um, well, I mean, we saw that one that one member of the grand jury who was completely um, the foreperson who was completely biased and just wanted to meet Donald Trump and, and swear him in and how um, happy she was to do that. I mean, these people, they're not very intelligent too. Like, I don't even know if I'd want at this point, if I was, <laughs> if I was the president or any of those 17 defendants, mm-hmm. uh, a jury, cause they seem like they're not very intelligent people and they're very biased and they would love the fact to be a part of something that sent the United States president to jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they're in it for the, for the good reasons. Let, yeah. I want to see if uh, producer Colton can bring up this uh, a truth from Donald Trump. Now you put it you put it back out again. This has gone around a lot, but on Monday, apparently they're in a press conference. Um, it says a large and complex, detailed but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud which took place in Georgia is almost complete and will be presented by me <laughs> at a major a news conference next week in Bedminster at his his property there in New Jersey. Um, do you have any insights? On that, can you like uh, see into the future a little bit here and kind of read the tea leaves at all on what he could be possibly presenting? Is, is this is this showmanship? Is this a, a play on his part to control the narrative? Is there is do, what do you see happening with that press conference on Monday? What what's the best outcome and what's besides a nothing burger? What's what's the low side of it? Yeah, so from what I'm hearing, I think I believe that the Monday press conference has actually been postponed or canceled as of right now, which is concerning because I don't know why it would be unless you don't want to show off all your cards too soon. So that might be why he's pulling back from that. But also we just learned uh, on Friday that um, he's not going to be also showing up to the Fox news debate on Tuesday. Um, he is not going to be there at all. The GOP debate stage. He's actually going to be sitting down with Tucker Carlson and doing a one-on-one interview with him instead, um, which I find interesting. I mean, I, I, I think that's probably the best thing for him to do because the Fox prep air um, and, and all these other reporters are coming out saying that they're going to they're going to hold Trump accountable. They're going to ask him about the indictments. Uh, it sounds like to me they're doing the the intel community's work right there yeah. And, yeah. and the prosecutor's work right there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not journalism at that point. Um, mm-hmm. th- you're going to go after the one guy who's clearly being prosecuted because they're Correct. trying to manipulate yep. our GOP primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other reason to do that. Um 
So I think it was best for him to kind of say, and this is, he hasn't officially come out and say this yet, but the reports do do say that he's not going to be there on the debate stage. So there seems to be some shifting going on with next week. So I think it's going to be quite interesting to see how he goes about it. Um, but I don't, I don't think he really should be speaking right now on the Fulton County stuff. I think you got to hold your cards near to your chest and, and, and wait. Um, obviously, I mean, they literally picked the day after Super Tuesday to start his trial on this is what they're asking the judge to do. This is clearly, clearly politically motivated. Mm-hmm. And it's just wow. disgusting that there's a chance that they might go, go like the judge might let this slide. I know mm-hmm. um, Jeff Clark, who's also listed as one of the defendants mm-hmm. in this case, um, he did have his attorneys reach out and, and request a different timeline. I think he's looking to push it back to t- 2026, the trial, so that it doesn't have to deal with the political aspect of it. Uh, but I'm sure a judge will be like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to do this ASAP um, because the only reason to do this is to affect the elections mm-hmm. and the judges. Everyone's really in on it. Uh, the only non-biased judge that we see so far is the one here in Florida. Uh, things just don't seem to be flying by as they are with, you know, the right. D.C. judges and, and uh, Fulton County. I mean, the Fulton County judge, too, was laughing with reporters after the grand jury mm-hmm. had announced their indictment. Mm-hmm. So you can't take these people too seriously. These are activists. Yep. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's, let's yes. go to your tweet about Republicans will struggle to find attorneys to represent them. No lawyer will take on any Republican clients if there's a chance these communist pigs will target them, too. That's why they're targeting Trump's lawyers. Send a clear message. They will destroy you. And what do you mean communist pigs? Yeah. Can you break this down? <laughs> That's my new. So I used to laugh all the time when I hear older people screaming, yeah, you're a communist. And I used to laugh because I think I was like what old people say. But here I am um, now in my 30s screaming, you communist pig um yeah i mean communism is disgusting we don't seem to be shaming it anymore it seems oh, to just it's celebrated yeah yeah like mm-hmm. as if it's like a like a political party almost it, it seems to be well respected and in New I, York, I think it, it's actually kind of you, you should apologize for any uh negative shade implied towards pigs <laughs> in that sentence because they, they you know without pigs we would not have bacon true wouldn't have a lot of good things i, I, I think you need to find something else uh, <laughs> communist rats maybe or weasels or yeah. Yeah. Maybe rats would be better. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, look, it's so obvious what's being done here, right? You don't go after 17 people who were uh, a part of his legal defense. I mean, uh, Jack Clark, like we know, we know him personally. He is a great human being, a great patriot. Um, and, and Bill Barr knows this. Bill Barr put him in charge of, of two different like departments, the best way to explain it, over at the DOJ. He's the yeah. assistant yeah. in both of those. So he ran a lot in the DOJ. And the only reason why now they're going after him was because he said, hey, there's election fraud that you're alleging and there's tips coming in. I'll help out. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why they're going after him. That was his job. That was his job. Wow. His job was to, was to investigate. His job was to go after these people and to find out the truth. And because he was so willing to do so, which is something Bill Barr did not want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going after him. Rudy Giuliani, a great human being, another person who sat here. And if you're from New York, like I am, uh, you know, my family grew up in New York City. My my dad is Italian and and my parents, you know, there, there's there's all these stories of the mob. Um, unfortunately, like my grandfather had an issue one day when they were trying to come after him. And he was just an innocent, hardworking American who was just living in what area that the mafia controlled. And people like Rudy Giuliani went after them and yep. he didn't care about potentially them coming after him and killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did what was best for the country and what was best for American citizens. And we all seem to forget about his background and, and what he did for us on nine 11, how he unified the communities and tried to bring everyone together. 
at how horrific it was. I mean, he only he almost died on 9-11 mm-hmm. and people continue to forget about these things and now are just using Rico, which is so disrespectful to him, to go after him yeah. as, as if he was a part of some big plot. Right. He, he created a New York job. City that actually you could walk down the street on. Yeah. Uh, and yep. feel safe, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is kind of which is which is interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, like people tell the truth and do it kind of no matter mm-hmm. what, it's interesting this path of um, Project Veritas with James O'Keefe. You know, it's kind of like the, the stories of like you know Apple computer started by Steve Jobs, then he's like booted out of there. You know, mm-hmm. um, they 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 get rid of James O'Keefe, and it seems to be sort of unraveling. Yeah. In in some ways, there you put out a tweet. Apparently, the new CEO of Project Veritas uh, just fired everyone at project veritas is that like there's a cultural shakeup like hey we got some of the old guards still here and cleaning it up or what 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 do you see happening uh with them because they seem to still be doing work and putting out new content but you you probably have a better thumb on the pulse of the culture shift Mm -hmm. post yeah o'keefe yeah so this this woman hannah came in and she just recently became the ceo after the whole james issue happens and um if you recall she was one of the um she was the Eggcorn um, prostitute who was with James in the first video that they that they put out there. Um, and so it was quite interesting. They did a great job with that report. Brought her in as CEO, so you didn't really think much happened. And then she just completely gutted the place. I, I had some friends over there, great people. They they loved pushing uh, the, the Project Veritas work to us and making us aware of what was coming out. And it allowed like for shows like ours to be kind of ahead of, uh, ahead of the gauge a little bit mm-hmm. and help promote Project Veritas and the work that they were doing. Um, and then everything kind of shattered with the whole James issues. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, that should have been, that should have been played behind scenes. It shouldn't have been so public. Unfortunately, though, there were people internally at Project Veritas who um, leaked, and they leaked to a lot of left-leaning media outlets. And so that's why that whole thing kind of imploded. Mm. When there should have been an internal investigation, it should have been handled between the board and James, and not been so publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we had to bring in this new CEO, and uh, she just gutted the whole. Project Veritas. I don't think there's anything else coming from Project Veritas. I think the corporate media and the intel community have won majorly, and Big Pharma have won majorly by this move with her becoming CEO and firing everyone. Um, I don't think they were getting, to be honest with you, from what I've heard, I don't think they were getting any donations in. Uh, I think it was very obvious that they were going broke because once you pull James away from it, he's the face of it. Who's going to donate? Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't donate it to it either. Um, And so... I think that's also what happened there. But if you're a member of the Intel community, corporate media or big pharma, this is a major win for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Because now the people who were coming after you, holding you accountable and recording you uh, be so open and be so descriptive about yep. the corrupt, nasty, horrible things you were doing, uh, yep. the organization is now gone. Mm-hmm. And so it's really unfortunate. Um, I'm really upset by it. I, I don't think it had to end this way, but it is where we are now, mm-hmm. um, and it's quite unfortunate. It is. You were mentioning Big Pharma. Um, there, you had quite a few t- uh, tweets this week about ivermectin. So there was Zero Hedge came out, FDA drops ivermectin bombshell. Do you want to touch on that and some of the tweets about that? Yeah, yeah. So earlier this week, um, Emerald's done a great job. Emerald Roberts done a great job covering this from start to, to finish. Um, she had two doctors on, Dr. Bowden and Dr. Merrick. Paul Merrick, these are two incredible doctors. And if you don't follow them, you should, because they have been fighters in this whole movement for all of us. So what happened was is they filed a lawsuit against the FDA and they're suing the FDA because the FDA obviously put out that misleading information yep. regarding ivermectin being used on COVID patients. Um, they made it seem like it was a horsey warmer and they tried pushing it 
as only the crazies will be using ivermectin. Um, mm-hmm. But based on studies that they were conducting and many other people, I was a part of an ivermectin study as well. It worked for me. Uh, it worked for a lot of Americans and it could have saved lives. But the FDA intentionally did not want to label it as a treatment for COVID. And from what I've heard, there's a reason why they that they never did uh, officially. And that was because if there is a treatment for COVID, potentially there wouldn't have been the emergency. They wouldn't have been oh, eligible to bad use for the business. emergency yep. use. Bad for business. Yep. Very bad for business. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna wouldn't have been able to use the emergency use uh, for their vaccine, which they yet again still have not gotten approved officially by the FDA. It's still just emergency mm-hmm. use. So it's not even an approved vaccine quite yet. But in that lawsuit, uh, the FDA tried to tried to claim like sovereign immunity, I guess, and, and tried to say that like, well, we didn't we didn't exactly say it wasn't approved for COVID. We were just saying don't use the ivermectin that's used to deworm animals. Man, the, the, their tweets—they're they're, they're the famous one out there. I think got a picture of a nurse on it. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. Uh, Animal medicines for animals, humans is yeah. for humans. You know, don't don't be taking you know this. And I mean, I, and that pops up in memes mm-hmm. all the time still on all social yeah. media platforms. And the FDA became a meme. They became a joke. And whatever mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, we've always taken a lot of vitamins and a lot of supplements. And I'll talk about something you know with a friend, and they'll be like, "Well, is that FDA approved and stuff?" Right. And it, you're like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "They they wouldn't approve an orange." No, you know, um, it, it's 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 so it, it's always kind of been a joke to me because mm-hmm. I see what they do approve and the grief that they give. You know, the supplement uh, space, yeah. which you know, I'm glad there's some, you know, uh, standards there, but they've lost all credibility. Mm-hmm. I think with the majority of Americans, this place to be like an, an unbiased. Uh, arbiter of truth to protect the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they've shown themselves to be on the side. They're like the 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 like the regulatory arm of the pharmaceutical companies is what they've now appeared to be. Yeah, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, it's kind of upsetting that that's how how we've kind of landed with the FDA. I, for one, when someone tells me this is FDA approved, I get a little, oh, maybe yeah, like, yeah, I'm concerned. These days. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. almost works against them. It's true. It's true. It you know, it you does. mentioned earlier uh, to, to watch these past episodes, you can go to frankspeech.com and check out The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson. Um, Great can, show. Yeah, it's an incredible show. Especially the producing kind of, kind of, of it. Emerald's yeah. okay. The producing, the producing it's is unbelievable. Excellent. I'm a little biased. <laughs> no, Emerald's. It yeah, is like you a guys, guys are, are dream such team. Such a great team thank for sure. You. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we try our hardest. I mean, listen, these people really try to push back. Obviously, you know, Emerald. Emerald there was a there was a full scale um, PR push against Emerald when Emerald was reporting on the vaccines. And we're trying to be as honest as possible with the people. And now that we're on the right side of things, I think we've earned the trust of the American people. Yeah. Because yep. they know Emerald threw her entire name out there and threw her whole career out there by going against these vaccines, telling people do not take them. And and, and the people that listen to her are healthy. They're, yep. they're not dying from COVID. There wasn't the winter of death or whatever, the season of death, like Joe Biden tried yep. to pin it on us. Um so we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. But ivermectin, like you were just saying, um, I went to the doctor a couple of times. Different, uh, different, like when I got my my uh, prescription, I went to a couple of different pharmacies to try to get it fulfilled, and they wouldn't do it because it wasn't approved by the FDA. And sure. that's why some people were turning to using the one the ivermectin that's used on animals, is because yeah. they weren't able to get access to it through their doctors and through the pharmacies. 
and it's shameful. It um, is. But this is what happened. I mean, even the New York Attorney General, she uh, actually sent letters to to doctors in New York State who were prescribing a lot of ivermectin and saying that she was watching them and she would investigate them if they were doing they prescribing it out for COVID treatments because it was not approved by the FDA. So the FDA, um, like many of our other agencies, is corrupt, but it also costs so many uh, lives in this country if we would have just given people ivermectin like so many other countries Mm -hmm. did. Yep, that's exactly right. You can go to briannamarillo.com, B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O.com. I know. She needs to have like a symbol. I don't know. We have great listeners, but they're busy. They got stuff. Long got two jobs. They're hustling. They're raising kids. I don't have time for that many letters. Exactly. Yeah. Make, make sure you follow her on Twitter. What do you got now? You have 100, almost 139,000 followers. That's absolutely incredible. What does Brianna? it feel like to have that kind of influence? To think there's almost 139,000 people out there just looking at their phone saying, <laughs> What's Brianna going to what, say? What's Brianna going to say today? <laughs> Educate me, a wise one. And Sean I Hannity mean, has age. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the deep state will do to you. Um, yeah. They'll suck the life out of you. Uh, he <laughs> looks horrible these days. Brought to you by Pfizer. Everyone agrees he looks horrible. Yeah. He's like a lizard person. Well, Brianna, <laughs> thanks for being on here with us each and every week. And the, you, you you really do give great insights to everything. You have an incredible brain and uh, you can do great work as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, David Stacey. Always a pleasure. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail, period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This 
is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation. This was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. for the prophetic report at 1111 central you can find it on rumble you can find it on the flyover app we have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like robin bullock julie green barry wunch amanda grace and hank kuneman every week it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking and what's interesting is god is speaking through them and all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces it is so exciting to hear what the lord is saying We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111.